my name is Timothy De Jesus. Hi everyone, Outer Kale. Hello folks, it's Kevin Kwok here. Hi, this is Jeremy C. I just wanted to say this about Bottoms Up Perspectives. It's about real lives, real journeys, and real perspectives. The whole idea behind Bottoms Up Perspective was from the word kumpai, or in Asian culture, um, oftentimes um, we drink until our bo uh, the bottom of our cup is empty and we turn it over. So it's uh, very much like just cheers, right? And building relationship. And that's what we're all about is building authentic, solid relationships on a global level and being able to see things from a global perspective. And no, we're not Alcoholics Anonymous. We are here to be the voice of everyone. I love the idea that we're real people and we get to share our experiences with real people just like you. So we look forward to having you join us. What's going on, LinkedIn? <clears throat> Episode 33, correct? Hello, world. Exactly. So we're everywhere tonight, and today is episode 33, and we go talk a bit about bullying. So, and um, so I mean, a lot of us growing up probably um experienced bully, a bit or been a bully. So um, so let's uh, yeah, let's just talk about that for a bit, real quick. So my first question is, okay. From our audience as well, if, you know, we love to hear your experience. So um, I want to say hi to Jacqueline and looks like um, Nick just hopped on as well. So I want to say hi to everyone. Yeah. But let's start with, have you been a bully yourself or have you been bullied by other people? I go first, right? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you, you, you guys, you guys have always been bullying me to get going first. So yes, I have been cyber bullied. Oh, oh man, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'll be frank here. Yeah, as a kid, yeah, yes. Um, but to be honest, uh, I've wiped it out from my memory because I think it happened sometime in in school. Um, in the middle of the assembly hall early in the morning where everyone's seated. I can't exactly remember the details. I do remember a lot of good things uh, in the same period of time, but bad stuff, it just gets wiped off my memory. And I think uh, when the way I dealt with it then was really I pretended to faint and was just ushered away. And I can't remember what happened after that, um, whether the bully uh, got better on me after that. I think that stopped after that. I'm, I'm not sure just too painful to remember. But yes, that's that little bit that I recall uh, of uh, being bullied uh, when I was younger. Uh, I usually go next, so I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, shout out to Lizzie on YouTube. Lizzie is my good TikTok friend and a great supporter. So shout out to Lizzie on YouTube. Um, but anyway, uh, I've, I've been both for brief periods of my life. Um, on the bullying side, I did it once. It wasn't me. I don't know what the heck got into me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it wasn't me. That, that, didn't, that didn't work out too well anyway. But, uh, but on the bullying side, yeah, I was bullied as a kid. I actually remember getting chased through the schoolyard at one point. Um, and I didn't realize how fast I was because I was being chased by an athlete. And I outran <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh but yeah i mean listen uh, at the end of the day i learned from it the one thing i did learn is you got to stand up for yourself and that you know that was uh it was a good learning experience so what can i say and want to shout out to travis real quick um so he was on our show last episode um so everyone um say hey to travis Hello. Hey, Travis. Hey, Travis. Travis. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> so, before Walter, maybe I'll just talk about it. I've been both a bully and being bullied, but uh, I think it comes across with time. Uh, so, <laughs> when you're younger, you get bullied, and then when you learn from experience, you realize that, ah, the person, the person that is uh, elder than me is bullying me, so I can turn around and say, hey, there's a cohort behind me, so I can do something. And then uh, <laughs> slowly, slowly, it, be, uh, it became an evolution of how uh, things are. So not not exactly about bullying or not, but uh, it's just it's just a way in which I think I think for guys, uh, as as we mature during as as we go into the puberty age, we have this uh, territorial inclination. So I just I just I just let it be. So it's like if if I want to like say like, hey, I own this. So I'll be very, very uh, firm and plant the flag on the ground and say, hey, you're stepping into my ground. And if you don't leave, I'm going to do something to you. So uh, I've been both um, pretty proud of it because it, I, I see both sides. Then, um, well, there are times where we have to be very careful when we say we are being bullied because it could be just our mindset and not the case that it is. Uh, if, if we always have a victimized mindset, we will always be. in a way that yep. we are being bullied. But actually, the person didn't do anything. The person could just be like, hey, clean your shoes. And then you might think, oh my gosh, my brother just bullied me to clean my own shoes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I think as a very brief introduction. Cool, cool. Thing. Well, oh, I guess it's... Walter, Walter. Yeah, Walter, yeah. before that, wh why don't you introduce yourself first? Oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a nerd, a geek. Um, I spend too much time online, <laughs> which is why, um, you know, I, I delve into this area of, you know, digital literacy. It's one of my hobbies. Um, in, and uh, in, in the day, I, I run a digital marketing agency called Cooler Insights. You can uh, find it at coolerinsights.com. Or you can just Google my name and you should be able to find, find me and what I do. So um, uh, one of the things that I'm pretty interested in is helping to build a positive internet environment because there's just so much toxicity out there. And, you know, um, especially with, um, you know, people with different views, just attacking each other. Um, uh, thankfully, LinkedIn is still pretty positive. But if you go to Twitter, oh goodness, that's like, <laughs> it's a war zone in there. Um, Facebook, it, it, but I think there's also some, some negativity there. Of course, Instagram is also an area to watch. And um, being in the uh, digital literacy space, I'm, I'm a volunteer with the Media Literacy Council in Singapore. Um, I have a lot of uh, interest in trying to encourage not just um, kids, but also adults and even seniors to behave themselves online and hopefully also protect <laughs> themselves and to, to be better. I, I, I know one of the unique things uh, I find is actually the seniors are the ones that are getting into a bit of trouble. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So so this is, this is something that yeah interests me. Yeah. 
Oh, I should talk about my bullying story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah go for it. <laughs> so yeah, when, when I was yeah when I was a kid, uh, I I used to have uh, this uh, what we call um, irritable bowel syndrome. You know, so so I literally shit in my pants. Okay, <laughs> when I was a in primary school, I couldn't control my bowel. So so because of that, sometimes you know. Um, Things happen and you do create a mess. And because of that, um, other kids will sometimes like kind of call you and say, "Hey, you know, this guy is the you know the Mrs. Maddie, you know, or uh, he literally just um, you know did his stuff, poo poo in class." So, so that kind of also affected me. I, I became an introvert. Actually, I'm an introvert. <laughs> um, and uh, in secondary school, I remembered. Uh, I was, you know, we were taking the, the bathroom back home, and there was this guy who claimed that hey, I was staring at him. Even though I wasn't really staring at him, I was just looking. He just kept having me sitting in front of the bus, and I was at the back, and I was looking at the, um, you know, at the scenery. And he just thinks that I'm staring at him. I said, No, I'm not staring at you. And then he, he as I got down the bus, he threatened me, so he don't stare at me. Okay, you stare at me, and I'm gonna, you know, whack you that kind of thing. And so I was like, I was pretty scrawny and small, you know. So, so, so that that affected me uh, somewhat, um, and uh, and I had a little like inner voice in me to say that you know in future I I do not want well not only do I not want to be bullied, but I also want to help people who are being bullied. Um, so so that kind of like changed my perspective in life. Mm, awesome. That's awesome. That's a good... So, how has it? Um, how do you feel? Um, it has influenced you, um, in what you do today. I, I think. Uh, well, one thing is uh, rooting for the underdog. Yeah. Um, uh, helping those who who are um, you know who who are in a position that uh, they need more help. Um, so 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 that's that's kind of influenced me. Uh, when the uh, Media Literacy Council here in Singapore, they are a body that helps to promote better internet behavior, cyber wellness, digital literacy. When they approached me, uh, I, I was very happy to volunteer uh, my services and to help. Uh, it also got me uh, into using my platform to promote positive behaviors. Um, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a writer, I'm a blogger, yeah. so, so I blog and, and I share uh, content, um, both sides, because being a digital marketer, I of course have to talk about the positive side of digital marketing. Yeah, how to how to get more customers, how to get more influence on social media, how to do that. On the flip side, I also want to um, uh, sort of teach the consumer to to better use the internet and to understand what goes behind. Um, you know, digital marketing. There are, of course, a lot of positive things, but there are also the negative sides. When brands misuse their platforms to, um, I wouldn't say deceive, but there is also a bit of that that psychology that they apply to get people hooked or addicted to their products. And so I just want to shine a light on that. So both sides of the, the story, you know, um, you know, illuminating it so that more people are aware of these brands. So we had some um, good comments throughout. So um, Jen said, yes, I was bullied, but just a few seconds before I just ignored them, or usually I shut them down with just a few words and they I, left I, me I think, alone. I think that that is just uh, an executive <laughs> summary because there's a lot of 
things missing in the middle of the stage. <laughs> so it's like, I was only for a few seconds, I slapped them, and then I ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more likely to be the case. So, so she became I'm a victim, and then she became a bully. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, looks like we have Yao on YouTube hopping on. He said um, bullying is definitely a problem. It is. Um, so, uh, and um, Travis uh, mentioned brilliant of you to share with us, Walter Lim. So, um, some good stuff out there, and thank you for all the um, engagement in our audience as well. And um, I'll share with you guys, I guess, my experience. I've never yes. been a bully. Um, I've always been the victim, I guess. <laughs> so being a, being a minority, um, when I came to the U.S., I was only six um, from Hong Kong, and um, I didn't know really a lick of English, um, so I went on the short bus. So in the U.S., for those of you in Singapore don't understand, um, a lot of times the, when you ride the short bus, it's not the cool thing to do. <laughs> so um um, there's a lot of um, disabled children and kids with mental issues that ride the short bus, but they kind of um, put the immigrant kids who don't know English, who are taking ESL into that same bus. So naturally, um, all the, um, um, I would say, American kids, you know, um, looks at the short bus as a negative thing, right? Something's wrong with these kids in this bus. So I was part of that group. And um, let's just say um, from first grade all the way to probably, um, junior high, um, um, I got either locked in the bathroom. Um, oh, God. Try, they try to shove my head into the toilet. Um, oh. You know, people would kind of, um, uh, you know, people would say not nice things. Example, like, you guys must ride bikes. And I told them, hey, actually, Hong Kong's more offense than of being in the Midwest, right? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, hey, look at the cars. It's all like people, you guys buy, your parents buy Toyotas and Hondas, you know? So I was like, we don't ride bikes. But um, but there was um, a lot of, um, like, we ate cats, we eat dogs. So there was a lot of negative criticism. And um, so I think throughout my, I was always pretty small. So, um, you know, probably un under a hundred pounds, um, until my high school year, probably. So, um, just until I started learning English and then, um, I, I found out I was actually pretty athletic, then, um, things started changing for me. Right. But, um, throughout most of my childhood, um, definitely, um, got bullied, had my share of bullying, <laughs> you know, being bullied. Um, by a lot of kids. So, um, so, but um, I think the suffering has taught me um, to have resilience. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I was just going to comment. So, what we see in the movies is actually real, right? All this shoving your face down the, the toilet bowl, uh, yanking your underpants all the way up, that kind of thing. It's, it's real. It really it, happens. It's yeah. real. And I think it's the whole Damn. idea of um, you got to remember. So, that was the Midwest in the 80s. So in the 80s, um, I stood out like a sore thumb, you know, <laughs> like in my school, I was probably the only um, Asian looking kid and everyone else looked the same, you know, <laughs> right. So, Easy target. so when you're different um, and parents at home 
they don't educate their kids to look at things that are different. I think nowadays, when you know, this day and age, um, people are more educated. They're more, um, let's say, they're more broad in their thinking. Um, most people, right? Um, and uh, we're introduced to a little more. You know, uh, back then there was Bruce Lee, and that's about <laughs> it. But now, at least, you oh. know. Have crazy rich Asian. You have other oh, yeah. m- other movies that shine a positive light on um being Asian. So um you know, and it's all in um when it comes to bullying, a lot starts at home, right? Um, it, do you teach your kids to look at people the same way? So a lot goes into it, um, and that mm. leads to kind of um we've been talking about bullying or being bully from a physical standpoint. Um, but what about bullying in the workplace, right? Since we're on LinkedIn, um, have you ever experienced being bullied by upper management or even your executives? Um, I love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. Mm, not for, well, I can't remember. Not for me. I think, I think so far <clears throat> I, I've had um, nice bosses. So uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't feel like, I don't feel like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think so. (laughs) I think I've been really lucky. Yeah, I've been really lucky. Yeah, 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 I do, I do. I do, I do. Yeah, nice bosses, okay, guys. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I think really, I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, Yeah, I don't think I have like, had uh, nasty bosses. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to say you no know, no 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 bad experience in, in terms of being bullied by um you know bosses and stuff like that and uh, yeah I yeah I, no no not not for me. All right. uh, I I can definitely say I've had the experience of you know I wouldn't say bullied but being talked down to by bosses uh, and executives and um, you know me I'm, I think by now anybody who's watched the show or followed my content knows I'm a pretty direct person and you know sometimes when you're direct with somebody who's your superior uh, you know they, they don't take too kindly to that um, part of the reason why I went on my own because you know to be honest it's, that's not a fun feeling when you have ideas and you know you want to share and you want to help a business grow and you're basically told to stay in your lane and kind of shut up um, it's not, it's not a fun experience. And, you know, I think what I learned from that is, it, it, you know, it happened once and I was like, all right, maybe this is just the employer. It happened a few more times. I was like, maybe I just need to stop working for people because this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I learned from it. I adapted, I moved on, but yeah, I've definitely had, you know, uh, I don't want to take up too much airtime, but I could definitely... I have candid stories I could tell people that, you know, like I said, it wasn't fun experiences and led me to go on my own because I was getting tired of it. So, yeah, I could definitely say that. Hmm. Very stuff. interesting. I guess I'll go. And um, I think even me, I, I've experienced my share of um, when I worked my corporate jobs, um, you know, and it goes back to, and it's nothing with minority or diversity. Definitely um, some people are not as open-minded. Um, having someone of different race or different color uh, rising up in a corporate ladder. And, um, you know, you do have that um, silver lining um, in the U.S. You know, I can't speak for Singapore, right? Um, But there's definitely um, challenges that I saw 
where, um, hey, I'm limited in my opportunities, you know, and, um, you know, and I'm just being real, right? There's been times people, even as adults, right, in their 40s and 50s, that doesn't understand, that never grew up from their high school setting, right? And uh, doesn't understand how to respect other people. And I definitely had my share of um, upper management and people I've experienced that are negative, that are, um, you know, they might have not bullied me, but they would have bullied um, other people in our organization. Uh, and people being undermined, just like Timothy said, you know, no one's ideas are bad ideas, right? And they should never put in a place where they feel inadequate or um, below you. They shouldn't be talked down to. And um, I think that's just bad management. Yeah, I, 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 um, I okay. In the in the workplace, I haven't really been bullied, although I have tough bosses. <laughs> um, but sometimes I find that uh, there's a difference between a bullying boss and a tough boss. A tough boss mm. is somebody who may have high standards and they may demand certain things of you, but yeah. they don't like. Um, uh, sort of like, you know, um, sort of put you down, tell you off so that you feel like, you know, such a small little creature. Um, but uh, but I do have uh, certain clients that I've dealt with in the past who were bullying clients, you know, as an agency. Sometimes, I don't know if Kevin or, or Aldrich, you know, um, whether you guys have experienced before, but there are certain clients who have you know, very high expectations and they ask you for this, for that, for this, they got lots of questions and they, and yet, you know, they're, um, because you, you have the scope, right, the fees that, that they're supposed to pay um, maybe may not cover all of these things. So, so there, there are sometimes situations like this where you feel that uh, if, if, a, if a client is, is being unreasonable and if they have a lot of expectations, then uh, perhaps it's better to just, you know, drop the relationship and, and because um uh you know i, I mean um I, i've reached a, a stage of life where i feel that uh, we don't really have to um serve everybody that come our way i mean we, we can pick and choose who we want to work with and i think that that gives me an advantage like it gives our business an advantage yeah. i i walter. totally agree with you walter because um i've definitely um experienced this i think it's popular in the digital marketing world and um, when it comes to relationships with your clients, you got to remember, it goes both ways. You know, when we're an entrepreneur, we get to choose who we want to work with, too. You know, and if someone doesn't value your time, you're not going to ever change that. If they, they, they didn't value you in the first place, why do you expect them to value you later? And I always tell people. Um, in my younger career years, you know, I would just eat it up because I needed the money or whatever, and I would just deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot like being in an abusive relationship. Okay. From a guy or girl's perspective, if you are ever been in an abusive relationship, right, it doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you keep going back for more and more and more. And it doesn't get you anywhere. And you're actually suffering behind the scene. And the best thing you can do is cut that off. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with clients. You might, you might feel like, man, that you, I need them to pay my next bill. But the, a better client will always come your way. Someone that values you. There, there's a, 
a lot of fish out there and someone's going to value what you do. And that's my advice on, um, I guess, for on this topic here. So that's I, my take. I, I just want to say, I think those kind of clients are not bullying clients. They are more cheapskate, that's all. <laughs> it, it could be both. I, I understand what you're saying. Sometimes they're, they're just genuinely mean clients. And like, mean. You know, it just shouldn't be that way. And, you know, like you're doing them a service and, you know, they think they kind of own you because they're paying you. Ah. But the, yeah. the reality is they, you know, they don't own you. And, you know, it's the same thing in the workplace, right? A lot of, a lot of employers will act as though they own you because they pay you a salary or a check. Well, no, you don't own me. I can leave. And that's what happens. But that's a thing. And I did want to, I wanted to circle back to what Walter said. I completely agree that there's a difference between a tough boss who holds you accountable and a shitty boss. Because, <laughs> you know, the, there's, there, there's a reality, like one of my favorite bosses ever was he, you know, he was very high on accountability. He would, he would hit you right between the eyes, but in a respectful way, but he would tell you exactly what was on his mind. But I, I respected it, I appreciated it, and I worked really hard for that guy because he would, you know, he at the same time that he would hold you accountable, he would also have your back when it came down to it. So there's absolutely a difference between a tough boss and a shitty boss. And uh, I, th I think for me, there's so many brilliant points that's being mentioned, and it just brings back so many uh, memories, <laughs> pockets of memories in my memory lane. But I'll start off with what... Um, Timothy just mentioned, um, when I look at bosses who are tough, uh, I look at the way they do things mm. and I ignore what they tell me. So if they expect um, a deliverable by ungodly hours, by normal circumstances or, or benchmark, I see if he is still working during those hours. Mm. If he does. I will fight with him. Meaning, meaning, if he wants to have uh, a draft proposal out before midnight, and I can see that he's still working or being online at midnight, moving ahead, I'll be with him. The respect is already there. I don't need him to convince me through his mouth or words because he's doing it. So I want to do it with him. Of course, it's very pressurizing uh, in that sense because whenever you have very high expectations from outside, it breaks you because you, you are forced out of your comfort zone. But what's really important is that two things. One, uh, the person that is willing to have high expectations of you, they see something in you which you can't. So sometimes let's just take a step back and say that's not being unreasonable or I'm being bullied by someone with authority. It's just, hey, it's, I, I have my blind spots. Someone else saw it. So it is totally up to me if I want to do it or I don't want to do it. Um, good mentors are hard to come by. I believe in that. A good mentor that's willing to push you to the brink of collapse is very hard to come by. And why would they want to invest that effort? Is it because they're happy to see you down, battered with your pride shattered? I don't think so. It's because they think that you're worthy of their time. So, so that's my thoughts. And then um, I think when it comes to workplace relationships, um, with bullies, 
there are many categories. Uh, the first one, which is very obvious, and uh, I would say pretty much in Asia Pacific, because uh, I've worked in Hong Kong, uh, Thailand, uh, India, China, Japan, and Singapore. Uh, people can be overly assertive when they don't know what they want to do. I, I, I'm always amazed. It's like uh, the business functional departments will always tell IT what to do. Mm. Like, but you're not coding. Like, you're not running the project, right? Now, so I can make it more relevant. It's like uh, the other department that always suffers the same fate as IT is marketing. No one tells the sales department how they should sell. No one tells the warehouse how they should stack their inventory, right? But everyone will go to the marketing department and say, hey, the recent YouTube advertisement sucks. Can you do something about this? <laughs> it should be this, it should be this, you should say this, you should say this. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's, um, it's a, a paradox. Uh, no, it's, 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 no, it's because marketing is very uh, subjective. That's why. Well, okay, <laughs> and everyone's a critic. Yeah, everyone's a also, critic. Also, don't, don't kid yourself. People tell the sales department how to sell. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. You're you're yeah. in sales, Aldrich. You know how that goes. <laughs> well, well, when when I'm selling, everyone is trying to tell me how to sell. Right when they're not selling, I was like, hey, but you're not the one doing it. I'm the one doing it. So shut up. Um, uh, I can imagine you saying that, Timothy. But anyway, uh, as with bullies in the workplace, I think uh, workplace. So let's say it's not a client relationship, just pure workplace. Um, I think the important thing when we meet with people that we don't know, and therefore we see this as a form of workplace bullying, is just do what they want us to do and fail very quickly in front of them and shatter their pride to say that this is not working, it's nonsense, and so I'm going to propose this. You sure you want to say something else? We can continue, but you're just wasting our time and our, you're wasting our budget. That's it, period, end of story. So um, I think that works. We have to stand up for ourselves. Um, if we don't, we are actually bullying in reverse. We are bullying ourselves. That's what I think. Hey! We have oh, a guest. <laughs> uh, we have a guest, Jen. Uh, the audience was saying, hey, uh, you guys should have Jen. So, hey, I decided, hey, let her hop back on the show. So I'm just uh, one of the dudes tonight. So, yeah, <laughs> surprise guest. Go ahead. Yeah. Rather, uh, we let Jen my, in. My uh, great idea. But um, <laughs> I wanted to read um, Darlene's comment here. She said, I have experienced bullying and seen others bully in the workplace. One manager that comes to mind seemed to be on a power trip and wasn't open to feedback from subordinates. Um, Linus to say the turnover rate was extremely high. And um, that's definitely true, I think, to a lot of organizations. So I, I definitely relate to that, Darlene. So that's uh, excellent commentary right there. And then Jacqueline said, bully is also a loser behavior because they either are jealous of you and your capacity to be better, or they have low confidence level. Yeah, or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. It reflects both. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the times, both. That's good. Good stuff. Um, great comments from the audience. And um, 
So um, I will jump to our next question. And now we have Jen here as well. Um, the rapper is in the house. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> Where is Ashish tonight? Uh, you know, let me tag him. I can definitely say before we go to this next question, I just wanted to throw this out there. I had a manager one time that seemed to be really nice and very professional. Um, but then she would talk about different employees behind their back to the other employees. Um, and she would sometimes make really mean, degrading comments and make you feel stupid. And then all of a sudden, um, she would come and uh, hug me and cry on my shoulder when she broke up with her boyfriend. And so it was just very, like, confusing um, and very... Uh, yeah, it was just awful to be treated that way and to never know what you're going to get when you go to work, like what her mood would be. And so um, Kevin helped me write a letter and we actually sent a letter to corporate office and they came in and investigated and she was Hey, fired. you gave it away. Now that lady's going to find That's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with that because, because it wasn't just um, me writing a letter. They came in and interviewed all the employees. And it was her own her own personal actions that got her fired, not me. I just brought it to their attention and said that this is inappropriate because I loved my workplace and I loved everybody I worked with. I loved our clients, but it was just the manager that made it very difficult. So, yeah, I mean, having been a manager before, um, I feel that the role of the, the boss or the manager has to be to protect the interests of your team members, right? Of your subordinates. Um, and sometimes even to the extent of, you know, um, standing up against an unreasonable client. Uh, I mean, given given a choice, I'd much rather keep, um, you know, a, a dedicated team member and, and, and lose some clients. If, if, if it's, you know, if it worst come to worst, if that's the case, then, and that's exactly what have happened um, with us as well um compared to you know doing everything to please either your clients or your boss i mean every boss always has a has a bigger boss um, <laughs> and, and and sort of like talking back about your employees and all that yeah so i think that that is uh something that a boss should do yeah. i think that's some of the worst thing to do um when you're in management even mm -hmm. myself now that i have a team um you gotta be careful what you say behind you know your mm -hmm your team members back, you know, uh, because at the same time, you also put a lot of pressure on the person when you're gossiping, right? Mm. Um, it's not right. There, there's yeah. no right about it. Uh, and you should just keep it to yourself. So, yeah. And, and Walter, I mean, we, we could have a whole separate discussion about this. But yes. you, make a great, you, make, you make a great point because the reality is a lot of companies value their clients more than they do their employees, but their employees are the ones that typically keep the house together and can help the company grow long term. And it's something that so many companies undervalue their employees and, you know, focus the entire experience around the customer. And, you know, the workplace culture is not good. So that's that's a great point you made. Yeah, exactly. So I want to go to our next question. So how can someone be a victim of cyberbullying? Hmm. Well, Mm, okay. Um, 
Maybe I, I could just. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you can go ahead. This is your. This is your thing. <laughs> tell, tell us. It's your business, you know. right? Well, it's not, uh, yeah. not really my business. <laughs> no, I think. I think it's I think it's important that uh, Walter tells us you know like the symptoms because sometimes we might be already be bullied online but we may not know right so I think it's you know it's good that we will have uh, Walter uh, go first on this one. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Cyberbullying is really any you know where um, somebody uses electronic communication with the intent to in intimidate or hurt a person or a group. And uh, the funny thing about cyberbullying, it can be intentional or unintentional. So that's the danger. Um, examples of cyberbullying, sending hurtful messages, spreading rumors online, outing somebody you know, by sharing a piece of information that he or she does not want to be shared, circulating, humiliating or degrading photos or videos of someone, or of course, um, attacking their character online. Now, when we look at cyberbullying, it's actually uh, fairly pervasive. Um, I was just looking at some of the statistics that about 73% of students, uh, this was in 2020, feel that they have been bullied in their lifetime. 44% um, say that it, it took place in the last 30 days. And wow. um, uh, in terms of these on social media, um, uh, I, I found out that Instagram actually is the place where a lot of cyberbullying happens. 42% happens on Instagram, 37% on Facebook, Snapchat, 31%, uh, WhatsApp, 12%, YouTube, it was 10%. Um, so, so, so it actually happens across the different uh, social networks. And, and I think uh, Jeremy has a good point about uh, cyberbullying and how to detect if you or or family member or friend or colleague is being cyberbullied. There are a few symptoms. I mean, one is you notice a person behaving unnaturally, um, being shy and withdrawn. And I, and I have a teenager at home. So sometimes when you see teens behaving in a certain way, you, you kind of can tell that uh, maybe they have been a victim of uh, cyberbullying um, or uh, you know they just don't want to talk about it. Um, they can be more moody, agitated, anxious, or stressed. Uh, they may act more aggressively towards others. You know, it becomes an outlet to vent. Um, and they may not want to go to work or um, go to school. Sometimes the performance will deteriorate, whether it's, it's at work, in school, or in other social contexts. And, um, and, and, okay, there, there, and there are two ways you know, when it comes to using technology. Either they may completely switch off from technology, they stop looking at their handphones or their computers, or they may spend all their time uh, on a computer or a handphone, but not interacting with others. They could be just binge watching YouTube videos, for example. In extreme cases, and we've seen, a few, seen some of that happening both in you know, in the US and in Singapore and other parts of Asia, uh, you could even have um, suicide um, and, or having harmful thoughts. So that's one of the dangers when cyberbullying just goes uh, out of whack. Yeah. Um, wow. And yeah, so, so, um, so I think that, uh, well, one thing about um, cyberbullying is, is that it can be so pervasive that sometimes we may not even know that we ourselves are cyberbullies. <laughs> Hmm. Um, because uh, I think it's this thing about morality. Um, everybody feels that they have the right moral position, 
And so uh, when they try to assert their point of view, sometimes it may be a bit too aggressive and the other party may then uh, not take kindly to it or, or may feel that, hey, I'm being targeted. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it just ends up becoming a, an online, you know, shouting match, so to speak. Uh, I've seen that happen on Twitter all the time. And, uh, you know, and people no longer can have a very decent conversation with each other. So, so Walter, actually, my question is this, right? Um, in the past, when we were being bullied, you need that physical interaction, right? If you, you, you need to meet that bully physically, for example, in school, before the mm. bullying can happen. But right now, if it's on cyberbullying, actually, it's, it seems like it's easier to avoid, or is it not? Because it's, it's just like a paradox, right? Because you are away, you don't have to look at the screen, right? You don't have to, be, you don't have to participate in it, but it still impacts you in an even larger scale, because if Say, for example, yeah. any demeaning picture of me is being sent around the world. My gosh, mm. the impact is so much huge. Jer more, more Jeremy, huge than... that's already happening. You're <laughs> <laughs> part of the DUP group. Oh. I, I, I'm a victim of Jennifer's all the time. I'll see my picture on one of the, her posts. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I pick him up on social media, I lift him up, and then I drop him all the way down in front of everybody. Why do you post this picture of me eating? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so you see the impact. So yeah, so the, <laughs> the impact, the impact. Okay, no, I think no, not, not about me anymore. One thing we need to know is that the internet is like an elephant, isn't it? It never yeah. forget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And that's one of the problems, uh, especially with stories, you know, on Snapchat or Instagram. So some of the kids may think, oh, it's just going to disappear in 24 hours. But you can always do a screen grab and a screen capture and then it stays forever, you know. So, yeah, best. So, yeah. Best example, best example, uh, Captain America, Chris Evans post. But I've still <laughs> not been able to locate that picture, though. Uh, somebody sent it to me. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's one of the things. I think the other thing about the internet and your devices is that they can be so addictive, isn't it? I mean, it's it's it's, it's very compelling, and they're designed that way to sort of keep your attention, to just keep you wanting to continue on that conversation and not want to let go. You know. Um, you know, so everybody needs to have the last word in, and, and it becomes a vicious cycle. So, 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 so sometimes it never really stops. Yeah, and, and that's one of the problems of cyberbullying. And and it's not just the kids that are teens, right? I mean, I see more adults uh, also <laughs> participating in it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess um, it's called trolling, right? And then um, yeah, what about um? I know um, Jen brings this topic up some too. Um, what about? I think a lot of ladies, you know, even um, colleagues that um, worked for us in the past were um, male um, guys um, would kind of abuse these um, the LinkedIn platform. Uh, they, they see it almost like a um, dating um, network, oh, yeah. um, especially there's certain executives um, <laughs> that feel it's okay. Um, so, um, we, I mean, that's another, I guess, abusive way of utilizing um, these platforms. So. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on with a business mindset and you're just thinking of yourself as another human, not necessarily as a man, not necessarily as a woman. It's just, I'm a human here 
doing business and interacting with all these people. And then you get a message. Hi. Uh, okay. Hi. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. What can I do for you? Oh, well, how are you and your family doing during the pandemic? Well, we're doing good. Um, how can I help you? I just wondered if we could be friends. Maybe we could talk some more. Uh, no, that is a hard no. I'm going to pass. Oh, my <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it, and it happens over and over and over. And it's not that it's wrong to have a friend or to make connections. It's just that where are you doing at and how are you doing it? And, um, yeah. So, Jen, you should change your profile pic to what you're wearing now. And yeah. <laughs> and go like this. I don't want to mess with you. <laughs> you got to bring your cat Lola. You got to bring your cat Lola. <laughs> That's right. And I'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's uh, John Quack or something. That's what happens. <laughs> Uh, little John, yeah. little John, little Black. John, little little John. That's right. Or yeah, a big, I, big panda. I do agree with Walter. I think um, you know people don't understand how you know social media. Um, you know, there's a freedom of speech, but there are definitely people that try to shove their opinions and their way of living and their thoughts. And um, you know, and there's a lot of manipulation on these platforms as well. You know, and there's a fine line with, um, you know, doing it positively and then there's ways to do it in negatively. Right. And um, brands have power too. people don't understand, even from a corporate standpoint, you know, uh, their messaging does influence, you know, young people, um, it, it even influence us uh, older folks as well. And um, the power of these um what's that netflix um series um the show that uh, social, social dilemma. dilemma yeah dilemma yeah um so what are your thoughts on that who's watched it in the audience who's watched it i watched it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. and um and just watching it is kind of i mean hey it's definitely real you know it's crazy right um how these couple of tech companies can kind of manipulate the way you do things, the way you get addicted to these dopamine feeds, right? Because I mean, we, I never experienced this. Like my kids, uh, they don't want to do school. They don't watch YouTube all day, mm -hmm. you know? And, and of course, then you go back to when, when we were kids, we wanted to watch television, but then it's a little different because it's not only YouTube because after YouTube they sit on the TV and it's very obvious they're targeted because now I'm seeing certain toys or certain Minecraft yeah. things they yeah. play and then they're targeted when they're playing gaming too because the same oh, ads yeah. are feeding in, you know, yeah. so when people go, Oh, it's no different than when you used to watch TV or radio. And I go, no, this stuff's a lot more powerful because it mm. follows them into their everyday life. Everywhere, yeah, retarded. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I think there's this phenomenon of what we call the filter bubble, 
where you know your world in online increasingly becomes defined by who you interact with the the brands that you mm. engage with and the algorithm learns right i mean with the ai becoming more and more intelligent these days you end up seeing more of those stuff that you like uh, you know the uh, the brands will retarget you or the friends that uh, interact most with you will also uh, you know you'll see them on their feet and, and that's one of, one of the unusual things about this phenomenon is that if you get into a heated quarrel with somebody on facebook or or instagram for example and you have a lot of comments on that person's post guess what the guy's post is going to appear more and more on your newsfeed so it, <laughs> so it becomes <laughs> so it becomes you you end up reacting more and more and it just like boils up um, I would like to I would like to share a thought um, and it's kind of a little bit different perspective that's coming to me about cyberbullying and I want to see what you guys think about it and as well as the audience. So one of my stories is when I was in in, in junior high, I was I had one really, really good friend. She was my best friend and I was in the lunchroom and I was leaning leaning down um, across the lunch table talking to her she was sitting across from me and uh, I was excited about something and I'm just sitting there leaning on the table with my elbows and going on and on and I was a very tiny girl I got made fun of a lot because I was very little and so I had room in my chair behind me and I wasn't paying attention because I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and just going on and on about something and one of the popular guys um a taller guy and he was a jokester he was known as a jokester that's kind of hit what what made him popular he comes in i've never even talked to him i've never even been around him and he comes and sits on the chair behind me and he's making fun of me so he's sitting in my chair with me and she starts has this really weird look on her face and i'm like what's wrong and she's like uh behind you so i look behind and I see him and I instantly get mad. I move over to the chair next to me. I reach down and with some superhuman strength, which is probably my anger, I reach <laughs> down and I pick up the chair from underneath and dump him on the floor in front of the whole classroom. Without, <laughs> not even, Double. I'm not even thinking. I'm just thinking you're, you think you're so cool and you're in my space, okay? And I don't let people make fun of me. And so I, I didn't even think about it. It was just like an instant reaction. I didn't think about, am I strong enough to do this? I just dumped him on the floor. Everybody clapped. He never came near me again. Never. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, okay, so in that moment, it was, it was a kind of a, I don't know what he was doing it for or why. I don't really understand but it was kind of one of those things that he thought he was going to get the upper hand and pick on me. And I turned it around on him. And I feel on social media, see back then we didn't have social media because I'm an old lady. We did not have it. It wasn't, it wasn't even there yet. And um, we didn't even have internet yet or computer was black and white. So, um, you know, so nowadays people get on like in front of, like on Facebook, for example, and somebody can write something, write their heart out, tell their opinion or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all these people are starting to give their opinions and land blasting them or bullying them or telling them, 
you know, being really mean. The cool thing about that is when you put it on social media, all of your friends and family or people that are kind hearted will get on and protect you. Everybody can see who the bully is. So it depends on whether they're going behind. If they're doing it private message, then that's only affecting that person. But if they're doing it on outside on the social media commenting, people know who the bully is. And a lot of times they'll step in and try to protect that person. I've seen a lot of that lately, even with um, some of the movie stars and you know, for example, like Ellen DeGeneres, and they're all saying this stuff about her. And then people are stepping out and saying, hey, wait a minute. That wasn't my experience. I have a relationship with her, and she's not like that behind the scenes. So that's the yeah. one good thing. If they don't do it in private and they do it publicly, guess what? It's public that you are a bully. Yeah. And everybody can Fair see point. that. So. Yeah, I, I, point. I love... Uh, this story of Jennifer's and I actually a lot of things crossed my mind so I, I just want to say something it, in that in that physical incident it was very clear who who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist right it's very clear so whether that's uh, an act of offense or that's an act of defense that's also very clear but um, so before I carry on to the next point I would just like to have a thought experiment with all of you. Imagine that the entire safari has only two animals. You have a lion, you have a deer. The deer is injured. You walk past. What's your first impression? Eh, don't say, because I know what's your first impression. Who's the bullying one, and who's the one that got victimized, right? So if you understand this, if you understand this, the person that's being bullied can retaliate just by recounting the same story that they are being bullied. It's reverse bullying. Because now when, when, when it happened, I'm defending. But if I retell that story, with a specific target, I put it down into a platform where there's infinite leverage and distribution. Guess what? The person that was bullying you previously five minutes ago is now going to be throttled online around the world 24-7. So, <laughs> so I think that in itself is also a form of bullying. Not to say that you have the intent to. But it feels good that the people that are supporting you they, they come online to support you and say, you know, he should have done that and whatsoever. But I think when we look at the context of bullying, usually uh, when we put two points together and they conflict, there's no end to that. We, we can't see, we can't get any better. No way. It's like, if we think about any issues in terms of yes and no, right or wrong, true or false, asshole or heroes, <laughs> we'll never, we'll never learn. We'll never learn. Uh, so that's my take uh, on, on Jennifer's story because I, I just the image of the injured deer and the lion is just in, in my head, and all it takes is for the injured deer to say a little something. The lion is dead, and the lion might not even be the one who beat the deer. You, you, you never know. So 
uh, that's, that's how I feel about it. So I yeah. think when it comes to bullying online, how we feel and what we do, we have to be a little, you can always hold back slightly. I, I think I think that's mm. fine. And then yeah. I think that is the exact reason why we are not seeing um, the kind of content uh, diversity in social media because everyone knows that if they are a straight shooter and they start posting contents like that, everyone is going to bury them. But And therefore, it pushes a lot of people just to post extremely ludicrous and exaggerated contents that are positive. Mm. That's, that's like 95% of the time. But in real life, you can't always have good days, right? Like a month, 30 days. You're, you're going to have bad days for 25 days. No one talks about it anymore. Because yeah. they are thinking about engagements, they're thinking about the number of likes, they're thinking about the number of people that's going to throttle them, right? And then and then mm. they detract. So yeah. are we as a whole, are we as a whole becoming more intelligent by learning from other people's real experiences? I don't think so. And I think that's a bad thing. I seriously mm-hmm. think that's a bad thing. <clears throat> and, and stop bringing me to believe in extreme optimism. I don't think the world is up functions that way. I really, I really don't think so. Not just, just my, just my view. Just my I view. I think if I'm gonna be bullied, though, I want to be boy, bull, bullied on social media, um, Aldrich, <laughs> because, because honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how it'll go if you say it to my face. Okay, it probably will not turn out good because You'll I'm get gonna, hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we see but, what you're wearing, Jen. Like <laughs> that's right. I've got on my. I've got on my. Um, my my defense yeah. mechanism here. All you, all, you, all you need is some Vaseline for your face, and you're ready to throw it down. Hey, I, I need some. Uh, I need some black right here under my eyes, and um, yeah, so or some sunglasses probably. But no, I'm 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 actually really really nice. But I, I, I <laughs> but yeah, I, I learned from an early age that you have to stand up for yourself, or people are gonna run over you. They will. They don't. They don't care about you. You know, a lot of people, especially people that are per- bullying you on purpose, are picking you out to bully. And I'm very much of a justice person. I'm part of the Justice League. Okay, you guys don't know that, but it's like this underground thing. But um, but no. So um, but if they, I I did a, fo- a Facebook post recently because I was upset about something. And for me, social media is, you want to post a lot of positives and you don't want to bring people down with the negatives. But you're still allowed to give uh, your 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 opinion or your thoughts about something. You are allowed to do that. It doesn't mean that people are going to like it, but it's your personal channel to say or to document whatever you want. So I started it off by saying, these are my personal thoughts and opinions. Okay. So I let my heart out, which I don't normally do. And I said, this is how I felt. And this is how I reacted to a situation. And honestly, I don't care anybody's opinion. I don't even care if they like me. I'm going to say what I feel. Okay. I need to say this. Um, and so I let it all out. And then, of course, even my some of my own family members have to say something. Um, I already know their views. So I knew they wouldn't wasn't going to agree with me, but that's fine. So... But I love it because literally I know I have a support system that no matter what, they know me and they're on my side. So 
I don't, I can stop getting notifications. I never have to look back at that post. And I know that there's people who are going to stand up for me. I'm not there to defend myself. I just said what I needed to say because that's the truth. That's what I felt. And then I just left it alone and let everybody else do the arguing. <laughs> that's wonderful, Jen. You just dropped a bomb and then walked away. I walked. I Dropped did. Just like in the Might movies, drop. you know, it blows up behind them, and they're just like walking away with their sunglasses on. They're yeah. like, "I'm, I'm done with that gig." That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Swag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, swag. Yeah, swag. Here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take up two more, two more time on the topic because I know we gotta, we gotta move on to other things. What I will say is, you know, I'm looking at this from both Aldrich's and Jen's perspective right in the middle, right? Mm. See, I think for me personally, like I pay very close attention to my personal brand on social media. Mm. So yeah. like from Aldrich's perspective, I'm not going to be super, I'm not going to be super positive all the time because that's not who I am, you know, mm. and it wouldn't be authentic of me to, to be that person. At the same time, I probably won't do what Jen did, which is to like, <laughs> hey, let me, let, let me like, Put a grenade out there. And see what <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think on social media, it's really about how, like, what your image is and how you manage your image. Because um, you know, I'm no, I'm no stranger to making a direct comment, but I don't necessarily make direct comments that are going to be so inflammatory that, like, I'm going to lose people. Um, every now and again, I might, but it's not. I, I try not to go that far left, where you know it's actually counterproductive to your personal brand. So I think how you, you know, how you behave on social media, you have to look at it from all perspectives and kind of realize who you are and, you know, what's, what's going to be productive for you and your personal brand, especially if you're looking to, you know, like build something long term on social media. So that's just my take on it. I look at it from in between you guys. And, and that's a good um, take, Timothy, um, as a digital marketer, right? I think you have to look at it, you know. It depends on your platform. Where are you playing in? Like example, on the Kevin Kwok Facebook page, that's my friends, family, people I let in that are close to me. So uh, it's really pictures of my kids. I haven't really built my personal business brand on Facebook, and that's not really what it's for because I have my company page, right? So, um, and then... Uh, on TikTok, right? I have fun on there. You know, every once in a while, I'll scroll through. Um, so it really depends, I think, where you're building your personal brand. Um, I think you do have to watch and draw that line if you're trying to either um, create viewership um, from a business perspective, right? But I definitely think if it's a personal account and it's more your personal um, you don't have people that you're not trying to grow it or anything, then, hey, there is that freedom of speech on social media, right? Exactly. So I yeah. just think where uh, it depends where you are, right? Um, because what, the way I post on, I don't I don't like to post my kids, um, you know, because I feel like, hey, I don't want to be that guy that uses my kids as um, engagement, you know, mm -hmm. to draw likes or something. So I don't post them on LinkedIn. I try to not show them. Hey, but if you come to my Facebook page, if I add you, you're probably someone that I like and you're a friend. I got to know you. Um, then you're going to see a lot more pictures of me and my kids, you know, our day to day. Right. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would like to say that's why that's why I did share that particular thing on Facebook. Most of my stuff is very encouraging because I'm I'm a natural born encourager. But after about eight months of being ridiculed and of seeing some things that I just couldn't take anymore, I did release that, which I wouldn't put on LinkedIn. And then if you go to my IG, people try to add me all the time and I won't because I put very, like very personal pictures of my kids and it's just all sweet and no, you know, nothing, uh, no bombs. I promise. (laughs) But it's a very small, but it's only like 120 something people because I'm not trying to grow it because it's a very private, you know, Um, Facebook is a little bit more open, but again, that's got my kids. so I'm just careful. Um, and most of the people on Facebook, they know my character. So they know if I say something like that, it's really meant from the heart. But if they want to fight me on it, then you deal with my friends and family. So, you know. <laughs> so I guess this leads to my last question for the night, right? What are ways to respond, you know? And I love to hear from Walter as well. Uh, to negative or abusive comments on social media. Mm. I, I think that uh, um, there are a few ways to do so. It really depends on who is the person uh, rather than what is being said sometimes to me. Uh, if there is a negative comment from uh, a customer or somebody who have uh, uh, we have dealt with before, you know, then then you really have to uh, respond to a customer, isn't it? And yep. make sure that you resolve that the issue or the challenge that the customer faces. Uh, if, it's, if it's a stranger or if it's a troll, then I'll look at the context of the, of the comment, see if it's fair or not, um, and uh, whether you know it warrants a response or not. Now, one thing that I've learned, I've, I've been doing PR, actually, public relations, for many, many years before I started out as a digital entrepreneur, is that uh, not every uh, command dignifies a response. Sometimes just being quiet about it will just help the issue to die die off. But if let's say it's something that is gaining steam, it, it, you know, other people are adding on to it, then it warrants a comment. It warrants you to to respond and to tell them uh, your point of view. Of course, always in a polite, respectful manner. No ad hominem attacks. You know, don't go for their family, their their beliefs, uh, their <laughs> political party. And I know in the US, the political party thing is like, well, <laughs> it's uh, cringing. You know, it's cringing. It's like, oh yeah. Um, you know, you want you just you want go to- after the families. <laughs> oh, man. oh my goodness! Yeah, Twitter is <laughs> it's a bloodbath every day. <laughs> So, so, so it's um, just tackling the issue, being professional about it, I think that matters. The other thing is to take it offline. So I've experienced, well, maybe not so much cyberbullying, but when there are people who, who write a negative comment or remark, and I try and take it offline, I try and private message them, and even meet them face-to-face, have a coffee together. And I can tell you something, it can be amazing. You know, when you meet somebody face-to-face, of course, social distancing, masks and all, <laughs> two meters apart, or one meter apart, um, you, you, you realize that you can understand the other person's point of view, uh, which brings to mind Stephen Covey, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Mm. And that really helps to sort of uh, diffuse the, the heat. Because, you know, the problem with the online world is that it's impersonal, it's cold, it's a screen, it's 2D, it's flat, you know. 
there, there isn't the nuances. You don't you don't get the tone of voice. You don't you, you can't tell the person's background or context. But yeah. but when you meet the person face to face, even even a Zoom or a you know a, a Streamyard meeting like this would be great. You know, uh, you can actually grasp a bit more of the subtleties, and that could be a way to kind of diffuse the tension. And I, I can tell you some of the people who have been uh, writing negative comments uh, or, or letters about my organization in the past when I used to do uh, corporate comms or PR, uh, in the, it eventually turned out to be our uh, strongest advocate after you meet them face to face and you try and like hmm. uh, understand each other's point of view. So sometimes that helps to diffuse things a bit. Yeah. Um, of course, if the guy is really uh, evil, okay, <laughs> or, uh, out then, for blood. Uh, yeah, out for blood, then, then, then there are all the tools available online. You can click on the three little dots in our website. You know, there are three little dots on the, on the right side. Click on it. You can report the person, you can block them. You know, there are yeah. all these tools available that can help you to. They can make sure that the person is not in your life ever again. Right? It's yeah. Great advice. I for for me for me um yeah I think we first need to differentiate if this person is out for blood or just sharing <laughs> just sharing a different perspective from yours that you interpret to be negative, right? I I think you know as as part of this show as well and and the general uh internet um social media I think it's really an avenue a channel for people to share their perspectives and not necessarily the same perspective as you so you might perceive that as negative um but it may not be right so we need to differentiate that and if if there's this sudden troll that just hits you on everything you say that person's out of out for your blood then. Like what Walter said, you know, just get rid of the person from your life, from your feeds, and be done with it. There's no need to get angry and all that. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that we need to make use of this uh, social media in a very respectful manner. Um, look at different people's views and respect their views, even though they may be different from yours. And I think if we do that, you know, generally the internet will be a much better place to be in, and everyone can learn and benefit from it. Yeah. For for me personally, it's it's a, it's very much on a case by case basis. Right. Um, you know, typically, if somebody has a negative comment on one of my posts, um, I like to I hate I hate using the word kill them with kindness because, you know, it's like, kill them. <laughs> smaller, <laughs> smaller than with kindness. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 tend to be, kill them. I tend to be kind back usually. Now, if somebody's really ignorant, that's going to get flipped on them real fast because I have no problem making something <laughs> really stupid if they're being ignorant. So, you know, I don't mind standing up for myself. If somebody's like, you know, like I said, if they're being negative, but it's not so hateful or so stupid that I'm like, all right, I need to say something to you. Then I'll be like, oh, that's okay. I respect your opinion. That's fine. And kind of move on with my life. But if you say something really ignorant, you're going to get flipped on your head and that's not going to work. So, you know, it's, not, it's very much on a case-by-case -case basis. But I agree with Jen. I think in certain cases, you have to stand up for yourself on social media um you know and your your viewers will actually appreciate it too just as a heads up i've, I've seen it happen before where people are like i'm glad you said something like people will dm me and be like i'm so glad you said something to that person and i'm like yeah well i wasn't gonna let them lie you know so uh so, so tim's been... dumping a lot of people on the lunch floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep, yep. but yeah that's my take 
That's good. Aldrich? Um, I think I think this conversation is slightly one-sided already. I, I just want to probably just shine a beam of light on the other part that we, we don't really see. And the question that I want to ask is, don't you think there are actually some advantages of being bullied as an episode if we reflect on it? Because if we can if we can extract ourselves from those episodes, it's uncomfortable for sure, right? Unless we win them. Unless we win them. But um, when we think back of every incident, uh, we reflect on how we want to be, how we want to respond if the same thing happens again. It actually makes us a little wiser, incident on incident. Um, I think the most important takeaway is whenever something uncomfortable happens, don't jump the gun. Don't go straight from step zero to step 100 and say, I've been bullied. <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's a lot of intricacies in the way we can think about something. And the truth is, the truth is, why would anyone be interested in bullying you? <laughs> that, that has to be asked. Like, like, I'm too free, or you're too rich, or you're too fat, or I'm, I, you know, it, it, the, the questions behind the act is, is irrelevant. It's, it's, there's, there's nothing there. So uh, that's, that's how I think about it. And I think going through and overcoming traumas makes us better people. And I believe... I believe people who have gone through that in their teenage years, I know it's very rare these days, which is very different from the time where I grew up. Uh, it's a lot more uh, free market and uh, we can do whatever I want. I, re uh, uh, I, re I remember that uh, I learned the importance of signal, signaling when a physical confrontation is about to happen. And all I did was that I put one of my hands behind me the guy walked away, but I have nothing in my hand. It mm. looked to him that I'm actually hiding a bat or a weapon. Mm. So, so would you would you have actually thought about something like that if you don't have that incident? I'm not saying that you should. I'm saying that every incident grows us. Um, that's how I think about social media too. When people throttle you on social media, they are helping to push your post further. And that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll give you a like. No problem. <laughs> uh, am I going to call you, meet you, and say, hey, you know, like, stop doing this, you're an asshole. I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Uh, the, the point is this. As, as we grow our personal brand and followers more and yeah. more and more, we have, we have a responsibility to the people who like our content and who follow us. And, you know, it, it, we don't even have enough time to reply to all our followers who believe in us. Mm. Why are we investing our time to retaliate against a random, uh, seemingly kind of a bullying character when all they did was to help push your post further? That's just how they, mm. it's, it's, it doesn't make sense at all. Oh, I, see, nice I see what you're saying. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. Oh no, I just that's a nice way to look at it. 
Yeah. I, I was I was just gonna say real quick too. I mean, you got to think about it like this too. This is how I always think about it. You're not you're not doing it big enough if you don't have a few haters. So yeah. that's how I think about it. If if you got haters, that's a blessing. If people are going out of their way to say negative things, you're doing something right. It's okay. So that's uh, I, I, I've been, I've been doing it wrong all this time. I still don't have any haters. <laughs> from and from what I, I have to say though, there, I definitely agree with you, Aldrich. Um, I think sometimes um, negative publicity is also publicity. Uh, publicity, exactly. <laughs> but there is a difference between a child being cyberbullied, and I know that mostly we're talking about adults, but there is a difference in the maturity level. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. for example, and there's even a difference sometimes in East meets West perspective, yeah. because the way that Asians grow up is very, you have to deal with a lot of stuff growing up, and um, and I know Americans do too, but it's just a very different culture. And so for you, somebody says something mean and you probably just laugh because it doesn't really affect you. So it just, it really depends on the person and it depends on the maturity level. Um, it depends on your upbringing. If you can take it as a grain of salt, like what Aldrich's saying, mm. then it's just more publicity for you. It It's water off a duck's back. Yeah. And you just have more comments pushing your post. But for some people, it really, everything that they read affects them very, very deeply. They're sensitive to it. Um, yeah. and, so I can and, see and, both perspectives on that. Yeah. Just a quick note, Jen, you point out. On one, one closing comment on this topic, because I know that time is over. <laughs> I just want to say this, a little story that I shared. Um, I was... So, so just just to synthesize it, I was walking past and someone was saying something negative about me. I didn't turn and look at the guy at all. I think it's a female. So I just <laughs> so it's like the the negative comments just bang, and it went off. Okay. Yeah. And then she cried. I didn't do anything. And that's <laughs> the exact reason why she cried. She said I moved her because. I didn't do anything and I was ignoring her. Wow. <laughs> what can you do? Right. If you, yeah. you are you are fighting with her. Maybe I she know. liked you, Aldrich. She was trying yeah. to get your attention. Yeah. You can't give it to her. <laughs> hey, come on. So the biggest mistake is to be at that point at, at where where I was at that moment in time, or my biggest mistake was I'm born. No, 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 your, your, your biggest mistake, your biggest mistake is you're too good looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curse. It's your curse. I can't believe you're, they're wake, making you wear a mask and cover that up over there. Okay. <laughs> I really can't. It's so unlucky for a lot of female, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, what were you going to say too? I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on that as well. I oh I I oh yeah um I, um you talked about Asian and and the West right so I just want to say mm. one point about Asians uh, we care a lot about face and that shows uh, on social media as well so when you're mm. bullied you know you want your face back so you get into the fight or you know so I think that's one one different aspect in in terms of Asia you know so face is very important and cyberbullying and all that is just going to you know impact and people are going to react differently in Asia than than in the states yeah and, and it's definitely i think when you're talking about commenting and um sure. social media etiquette 
I think a lot of people forget um, social media is no longer a U.S. thing, right? Uh, as a as a global thing, right? So we have to start understanding and respecting other cultures, even when I'm managing brands. And same with Walter, I'm sure. Um, the conversation looks a lot different um, when if McDonald talks in the U.S. and the way McDonald's talks in Asia. Same yeah. thing with Starbucks, you know, just pay attention to the social media activity, right? Um, what Americans find, okay, just example, um, Eldrick's example of um, putting his hand behind his back, even in the early 90s, if you did that in the U.S. Um, on certain streets, um, Timothy will tell you, you'll probably get shot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There will not be anyone running away. Yeah. Yeah, you would you be, uh, you, as soon as as soon as you put that hand back there, somebody's taking you out. That's it, man. Or they call nine one one and the police show up and take wow. you out. So, yeah. so there's um, always when you're looking at these platforms. Um, you have to put things into context. Context. It's no longer just about us and our community. And I think that's what makes this uh, show work, right? Uh, we're looking at global perspective. You know, it's not just a U.S. thing. It's not just an Asia thing. It's a global thing. You know, and cyberbullying looks different depending on where you are. And the way you handle things, you have to go back to culture. Because hmm. sometimes, you know, someone commenting in India or in, in uh, let's say, Middle East or the U.S., they might not, you know, depending where you are, they might not be trying to offend you. Hmm. It's their culture. It's the way yeah. they express themselves. So are you putting that into consideration or, or are you putting your wall up? Right. I know a lot of people get uh, offended when people, um, example, when they, um, the first thing they do is pitch you, right, on these platforms. But that's how they're utilizing LinkedIn in their countries yeah. is pitching. Mm. You know, mm. a lot of them, that's their bread and butter. That's their job. Yeah. It's no different yeah. than you waking up in the morning and going to work. They're mm -hmm. getting paid to message you a message, you know. But then we get all wild up and go, oh, my goodness, they didn't even get to know me. Well, those people um, aren't getting paid to get to know you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're getting paid to come message you. OK. And, you know, and if they sell something, they get a bonus. OK. If Kevin Kwok was in their place, dude, you're going to get messaged like crazy in your inbox. OK, because I'm getting my bonus. <laughs> I'm firing away, you know, multiple computers. So, I mean, so you have to understand, like, have a little respect for people on social media. And um, and it's like Tim and Walter, Eldrick, Jeremy, everyone point out. Um, it's all about, like, having a voice, respecting those who are out there. But at the same time, you have to um, have a little grace, right? You know, don't, don't go around being the victim mentality, you know? Uh, it's social media. Um, there's a block. There's a delete. There's unfollow. Um, you don't have to turn on your phone. You know. So there's a lot of ways around it. Um, but in real life, if there's a bully, dude, you're you're probably gonna get punched if you can't run fast enough. So. <laughs>
you know. So um, next week's episode is episode 34, and we're going to talk about um, healing um, because we all need healing. Um, so um, we could talk a little about that, and I want to just thank our audience. I think this is one of the most popular show um, yeah. because I think a lot of people get bullied out there. No, I don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> or a lot of people like to be a bully. So um, so, so it's a great topic. <laughs> I, like that, I like that healing follows bullying because we yeah. all need to be healed. Yeah, it's the right, it's the best, yeah. Yep. So yeah. in the true, next week's 34, you're going to see some tears because we're all going to get receive some healing after all these years of um, – uh, for myself being bullied, and then um, for Eldrick bullying other people, right? So, so Walter, how can our audience out here um follow you, and how can they um uh kind of what is the ideal people that you work with? Well, um, we, we work with uh, companies of, of all sizes to help them with their social media marketing efforts. Uh, I also do, uh, do some training uh, for individuals who want to improve their effectiveness on social media. Um, to find me, you can visit my website. That's coolerinsights.com, C-O-O-L-E-R-I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S.com. Or follow me on social media. Uh, you can uh, Google my name. Usually you can find me when you Google my name or just add me on LinkedIn. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, um, StreamYard. Yeah. Um, they're the people that make this um, a reality for us to stream nice. on multiple platforms. Um, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Twitter. Um, we can even Facebook. Twitch if we want to. We haven't done that yet. But um, it's very seamless. It's very easy. Um, you know, I, I can say it's kind of dumb and proof. Um, I, I run the show myself, so I'll have my J-19 at night um, to help me run it. So, I mean, if I can make it work, you can. So, um, shout out to StreamYard. Um, it's, you know, pretty economical way. Um, I've been getting hit up a lot. Um, people asking us um, how we stream our show uh, and StreamYard. So, um, you can contact Eldrick, Jeremy, Tim, Jennifer. Um, we can always send you a link. So um, appreciate everyone for being on the show tonight. And um, it was nice to meet you, Lizzie. Um, thank you um, for hopping on YouTube. And um, be sure to follow us every Wednesday, um, same bat time. Um, we'll see you next week. Later. Thank you, Walter. See you guys. Thanks, Walter. Thank you. Thanks, Walter. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.